0: My name's Ian Austin, and this is Friday Night Shudder on a Friday. Or I'll record on first evening before again, because this is another live-ish episode. It's Black Lake, episode four. Yes, episode four. Sorry, even though I'm trying losing track of what episode I'm on. So it's going to come up in second. I just thought I'd take time to announce the 25th overall episode. Yay! 25 episodes not 25 week episodes 25 episodes overall and I'm very happy of that I'm very cool I didn't even realize this was gonna be 25th episode but then the Harry Potter Limitless Fantastic Beasts 2 one technically counts as one of the episodes so wow awesome so that's cool um not gonna be a celebration because to be honest I don't have much time to record this and I figure I might as well get going a few other things um It's not going to be any more music on these because uh, I realise that while it's not a book moment at some point they are going to be dealing out hopefully a little support function for podcasters. A little bit like a Patreon but an Anchor exclusive thing where you donate money. And to be honest, I'd love some money at some point for this. So, you know, uh, we're not going to have licensed stuff anymore just because of that. But on plus side sometimes I might hum the music so there you go anyway enough about that in about five seconds Black Lake episode four is going to start and I'm going to do a recap so I'll see you then and here we go I need to turn sound down of course briefly on Black Lake um, they read up on Peef's owner Heisenberg, they found out he strangled someone, they tried to seance, a really weird Swedish seance which didn't go according to plan, someone pounced on, um, on Flip, Lip, someone, um, Ferran dragged Jessen out of the, um, basement, um, Oswald was doing stuff. Oh, the um, Swedish guy, Wyatt, kissed um, Honey. And we found out Lip and Oswald were a couple. And we also found out that Honey had a brother named Jacob who drowned. And she's on medication. And also, Jessen's got sleep paralysis. And word gadget Jamik keeps being written. It's a really lengthy, briefly packed. Oh, and uh, um, Lion kissed um, Joanne, who's um, Honey's boyfriend. Oh, and um, Jess soon was having sex with um, Frank, and she, S&M sets, and she strangled him with a buckle, a rope, buckle, something. Anyway, that's the last episode, and tonight's episode of Black Lake, it opens with hongi investigating. I need to find new words for investigating, new really. And Johan it's dawn looks her as we go re-art, shit shot down camp corridor, and now it's changing game. Someone's begging for assistance and they two of them, Johan and Honey, walk towards the door. They try to open it, but it's shut. They ask if anyone's okay. Hello, but it's not shut, it's open. And they walk inside and they find Jesson oh she's about murder Frank, but she hasn't yet. Well, it's not how it worked last time. They try to restrain her, but she won't be restrained. They clearly these two do not approve this kinky sets. They free Frank from bed as Johan is getting way too familiar with Jesson. Frank Holly beds for Lippy Lippy. It's Frank it's Joanne's really getting really getting in Twin Lippy runs out. I think Lipp's meant to be dating Bonnie, I guess. Um they drag Jesson up, getting really, really familiar as they say they're gonna tie her up, but that's what she wants. Bonnie checks out Frank and says that um Jesson needs a sedative as she's tweaking balls now. She's got a slasher smile on her face and she looks at Hongy like, you're next. And then she turns back normal and she looks very confused and scared. And she doesn't have pink eye anymore. Joanne begs Hongi, go, and she agrees as Jesson breathes heavily and tries to think about why she did what she did. And now we're on the opening credits. These beauty visual porn shots of post-apocalyptic Sweden. And I guess that's um, Jacob drowning in credits. His credits really are very handball by the way. And, I, again, I really won't review handball at some point. If F gets on Shudder, that's my justification. But in a few weeks, I'll be going back to Shudder movies. And, actually, I just announced that. I'm not sure when, but I'm going to be doing a um, I might double up on Blackest Night at some point and do a bottle episode review of Revenge, because I did say I was going to do it at some point, And that's on UK Shudder. I'm Pine, but I think Revenge should be good. It's got a good cast and it's a good sort of movie because so I don't really know what happens in it. Anyway, we cut back and um, uh, Frank is saying he doesn't know what's wrong with Jess and he don't get what happened. That's not... These subtitles are awful. He's got rope burns around his necks. He can't handle his um, S&M bondage. Apparently, jo, Jess, uh, Joanne knows News Patrol 300 kilometres away. That's quite specific. Lipping and Oswald, um just hang out in the background. And Joanne talks about how it's a great fucking seance. They should get some sleep. There's not so much we can do now. As Hongi stares at Eli for some reason and then stares at Oswald as if she's trying to put together a mystery knowing us. Oswald and Lippy share a sad look. Oswald, Lippy's shirtless, by the way, so clearly they're getting to um, the rubbing nipples stage at the very least. Jess soon is on the floor, staring at the ceiling and then cut outside in its full moon oh shit we're gonna get werewolves that'd be cool so get shots of the exterior get shots of ski lodge and jesson nope uh hongi's asleep and she wakes up she's start She stopped a lot she gonna go back to the study no um or maybe she is i don't know there's a key on a drawer on the table and she's i think no, someone's walking towards her. She's awake and someone's walking room, and a hand reaches out and it's dripping. Oh, it's J- it's evil dream, Jacob. He he wants to put his wet handle over her and she wakes up for the start because that's a dream within dream. She wakes up and she's very confused. Although this actress, who would know? She gets out of bed in her tank top and jammies and she touches the floor and it's wet. Holy shit, it's wet. Either she pissed herself or Jacob is coming. Evil dream Jacob. Jacob, even. Oh, she realises she knocked over some water. Oh, isn't that fucking convenient? And then we get someone pouring some disgusting condensed air... It's a large. He's pouring disgusting goo liquid into a bowl, which, if I have seen for before, I've seen it then. Apparently, Bergen Airport has cancelled 27 flights. It's Slippi and Oswald aren't even keeping up pretenses. they sat together at breakfast. And Oswald, is pink eye, says he can't creep in round. So Oswald... Lippy tells him, shut up. He can't keep creeping around anymore. He just said that, mate. Lippy says, shut up again. He doesn't want to have this discussion. Don't no, sit together, then. Joang fucks about with a radio, as is his want. And he stands up, and he walks over past Bonnie, and he walks over to Frank. Frank Joanne asks, how fucking long can it take? And Frank is just like, that's the end of She so doesn't get to say anything. Um, Hongi's walking horrid doors and she hears a sing-song name. And it must be Jacob. And she hears it from round corner. This is a very small ski lodge. But they constantly have characters being surprised where noises come from. Like, surely you'd explore all the rooms at this point. And anyway, when she's beckoned into the room, she is asked, que- asked Hongi Honey question mark. Then she walks up the door and she's asked if she can get someone some and some water because her throat's so dry. Okay. And she reaches for the handle but the door is locked. Oh, shit. She says she'll be right back but the door's locked. Isn't it? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Why would she test the door? Anyway, she goes to pick up all the pictures or well, someone does. I assume it's her. And she tries picking up a laptop case and then throws it down. And then she walks. Um, you're not really trying very hard to find some water, are you, honey? Piece of state for these people. Anyway, she finds a key. Why would you pick up papers if you're trying to find a key? A rabbit key, no less. She opens the door and Jess... Oh, she's looking for keys to open the door. It's very survival horror. She walks over to Jess and who I'm pretty sure at this point is probably pissed or safe. And she doesn't seem very intimidated. And neither does Jessen, despite that she's lost a lot of blood and is in need of water. Probably pissed herself. I don't know why Hongi didn't get water first and asked again and then got water. You seem like you'd get that first, you know? She kneels by Jessen and holds the water out. She's going to have fever. Jessen gulps it down. She's a pro. She, although there's clearly nothing in flask. She's dripping mucus out of her nose and she's crying her pink eye's back. She looks very scared. Claims it wasn't her. But we saw it. We saw it in a briefly package. Says so the voice in her dream told me to told her to murder him. Murder Frank, even. She knows what gadet jammet means. Well, can you inform us? I don't know, Swedish. It means kill or, keep, kill or be killed. Oh, so... Who's going, to, who's going to murder and murder her? She, Jessen repeats that she loves Frank and Hongi says she knows. This isn't really Star Wars and no you to her asking for But when she's sitting there on top of him, okay, she got hot, I guess. She really won't strangle him. She got a kick off it. Well, you know, that's, sometimes that does happen between two consenting adults. You know, you just have to have boundaries and safe words. Hongi does feel comfortable and asks if she can get more water, she'll get more water. And Jessen's being untied for some reason. And now she stood up and she's approaching Hongi. She's begging Hongi to listen to her. Hongi asks for assistance. Joang and Frank run to the door, but Jessen locks it first because she's got that creepy suit strength. As Hongi gets the light, Jessen says, you'll die if you don't murder someone. That's a curse, death or murder. Get wait for it's too late, for he comes to you and dream. Oh shit, Jacob, or is this Freddy Krueger? Is this a preamble to Nightmare... I keep changing to title. My Nightmare on Street Christmas thing. Maybe it is. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. What a great way, inadvertently, stumbling foreshowing Anyway, Jesson locks sleeping bathroom as I'm um, Joanne in. He tries to smash down the door with no success as France stands loose background. And that's the next day. Jesson, please open the door. It can't be next day, surely. I assume they've been to there for hours. Apparently, police are on their way, so please open the door. Wouldn't you want to wait until police got there before she opened the door? If she's that dangerous. Joanne says they can't let her out of there. Fran says no. He says they have to take this and barricade the door. I don't see what he's going to get, but OK. Sorry, I'm drinking herbal tea. What were you thinking, says Bongy, going in there alone? What did you talk about, question mark? Honey says they talk about Mikau. Mick Who's Mikau? That's the curse. killer. or be kid. She, As she shows the pictures. If Jessen doesn't murder France, she'll die. Which well, she didn't murder France. She's not dead. Okay. Bonnie asks who. And she's told Mikkel. And Bonnie's like, Mikkel, that's, that's just the name. Joe Honey says, maybe so, but she didn't do this. Someone drowned themselves. And Bonnie snaps and says, stop thinking about Jacob, See him everywhere. Apparently it's hegerson, he drowned himself found out. Bonnie's like, shut the fuck up. You sound like you safe two years ago when it's all started. Forget two years ago, says Honey, come here. And she starts fucking about with the Ouija board, the bottle thing with spirit bottles. Apparently Mek made contact with Jesson over the other way round. Bonnie says Jesson's psychotic, she's on antipsychotic medication. Well then she's not psychotic, she's antipsychotic. Apparently, maybe Mickle's one merch. Fucking hell, calm down. I can't keep up with this. Apparently, Hen, he, Fucking Jesus. Calm down, guys. I can't keep up. <laughs> Apparently, one ring who died was called Mickle, or may have been called Mickle. And Hongi needs to find this I can't keep track of this. Jesus, I hope you're watching Long Me, because this is baffling to watch, let alone recap. Jesus. Hongi storms off his France sat on bed and we get more footage of people riffling riffling through books. Can I say, while it's going on and it's very confusing and they're just riffing through books and gust of wind, I really like this show and I love podcasting and I think hopefully you enjoy your to it. and if you don't, well, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. So, you know, (laughs) what can you do? It's the internet podcast. where every error I make stays in because I don't really have time to edit this break and more, until we get back to movie episodes, in which case there'll be a bit more editing. Anyway, Hongi's messing for a scrapbook, but something's knocked off his shave, and as we all found out playing Resident Evil, if something falls off a shave, it's usually important. Anyway, she's found a VHS tape, and Joanne is drinking brandy by a fire. Is there anything more Swedish than that? Hongi walks up to him, asks him if he's drinking. He says no. Well, the bottle kind of have waited, mate. She says that she wants to go for a drive. Can she borrow a car? France says, says, No, you can't. I need it here. In case something happens, Jessen. You've got France's car. No, Oswald's France's car, apparently. Honey says, Okay, and walks off. That's fucking rifting, wasn't it? He'd have no chemistry. Honey asks Oswald if she can borrow a car. He says, No. That's great. It's a really good scene. She storms after him, says, why not? And apparently Lippy and Oswald are going on trip. Oh, they're going to make fuck. Awesome. Apparently, Hongi maintains that what she has to do is important. And then wait a second. Maybe she's put two and two together. Nope. She asks Bazai. He says it's red. It's still red. He's got a fucking infection. Well, you know, maybe. She uh, Hongi asks if Oswald's had a dream. He says he doesn't know. Don't you know? Question mark. Oswald's plain dumb. Hongy tells him praise Oswald, she promises she'll be quick. Lippy's usually pretty quick, so Oswald knows what mean of quick is. Oswald reluctantly gives her keys as Lippy tries not to look pissed in background. And Hongi gloats that she's got a car. Like big fucking achievement. You could have just stolen Joanne's car. Oh shit. Joanne storms up to Osford all piss and Vinger as Oswald walks off. Lipping background. Oswald's Ask, Wasn't it your contacts? What? My contacts? Question mark. Wasn't it your contacts? Rubbing? Question mark. No, I got infected by Lippy when we we're having sex. Holy shit, he's just going out with it. Lippy looks pissed in background. He choked fucked me. It was great. What? What? Okay, says Joanne and off. And I guess Oswald was playing the ultimate truth, so no one believes it. And Lippy does not look happy. Oi, what the fuck are you playing at, Oswald? Look at me when I'm talking to you, it's pausing round, it's Oswald. I was in the closet my entire school life. I don't want it back, says Oswald. Oh, shit. So you're taking out me, says... Am I taking out you, question mark? Oh, shit. Is that a good way to say it? Would the F be a good way? Oh, shit. These two are going to get on, and not in the set's way. They're going to fight. If you say it or I say it, or we just forget the whole thing. Who well, those eye choices here, Oswald. Oswald's door was off. If these crazy kids can't make it work, who can? That's all I'm going to say. I do like that line, though. Oh, Lippy Choke fucked me, and Joanne's like, Okay, walks off. Like, yeah, fuck you, if you're not the me truth. Frankie is still sat in bedroom. How many hours have you been sat in bedroom, you douchebag? Get up. Jesus Christ. Apparently, Jessen hasn't said anything. As Frank still sat down. Anyway, police are on their way. Weren't they on their way hours ago, and you said they're 300 kilometres away? That's a long distance to cover for a bunch of cops to come for something which isn't actually technically a crime. Because no, no one wants to press charges, and B, I mean, you guys were taking off those recreational drugs. Do you want cops to find them? It's so weird. Wire is going in the kitchen with Dag. Dag is very calm for a man who threatened to murder another man for not accepting his knife. Anyway, Hongy's on. Oh, Erky's. Erky's on the phone, wants to talk to Dag. Allo, says Dag. Police are on their way. Get dressed. Holy shit. Get dressed, lads. They understand they'll be right there. Well, i imagine you... I'd hope you'd understand that. Honey's walking in the snow and I guess she's going to try and find Erky. She walks in. There's Erky. And he's... Oh, no, it's not Erky. It's Broman. Wait, she got across that mountain fast. Broman looks dead. He's not moving and there's alcohol everywhere. His boots are madly organised. Oh, he offers her some coffee and she says, no, I've got your tape. You confess some crime. The cops are going to have your ass. Bro-man gets up and he grabs the tape and he checks it. But it's there's nothing, it's nothing in it. Doesn't It looks empty. She says she can report him, but then she'll report him for having evidence lying around at home. What do you want, he asks, question mark. I want to know about families, she asks. I want to know their names. Johansson says, Scarlett Johansson. She knows that. She wants to know what their first names were. He just told you what the first name was. Dor Johansson. The family's called Johansson. He's like, very pissed off at this point, this brown man Got a bunch of kids drawings, way. He points out they work for the municipality. They gave permission to Heinrichson for the renovation of property. By way fancy, let him come up here if his family go skiing okay it's not very mysterious love her more they deep less this deep that's not right says Hongi she's looking for a child named Mikkel Linda says Broman they were called Linda and Sophie because they weren't fucking boys they were their names they were six and ten years old says Broman what about father was he called Mikkel Broman's like no Tor Tor Johnson I just fucking said that it was his family they all got strangled. They sat their hong hands. They did not choke fuck, I'll have you know. That was just Lippy and Oswald. Did they die in the hotel rooms? She asked, question mark. Broman's like, uh, in cellar. No shit. Have you not put this basic shit together? As I guess Erky's going in a raincoat, killer raincoat for the cellar. What is the investigation here? Question mark. Heinrichson. I'm looking for Heinrichson. But he drowned. Oh, Broman says... No, 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 no. He took him round to the scene for the crime and we'd already found bodies but his cross examination so confused had to check details he gave. And now we're back to the start of the show. He showed them where bodies were found but he was so muddled. He wondered why bodies weren't there. And then he attacked the cameraman. He's afraid, maybe hand murdered them. Where are they? Where are they? What the fuck, says Heinrichson? It starts beating people up and get brolog again. And that's it. We're not going to get any new information just that he's muddled and that he still likes his wrench. The only way down he knows that but he got out of a ventilation duct and got hold of a car. Holy shit, this guy is fucking Guyver guy and shit. He stole this state manager's car. Whose car? The states manager. Come on, keep up on me. Oh shit! Erky! Erky and his boys are going down the cellar. Apparently, cars stand on road those sites whatsoever, down on, but it was empty. Wait a tick. Their footprints leading from car over the ice. Oh shit, are they going where I think they're going? Falling into water, his body, the body of Huntsman would have been trapped, but they never found body. I think Erky's Heinrichson, guys. We get a shot of a car moving in post-apocalyptic wasteland Sweden. Honny's driving wearing a scarf and her lip trembling as is along, and her nose is very red. It's kind of adorable but also terrifying because she's really fucking cold, I'm guessing. It's just out of nowhere, I'm getting hateful eight, eight flashbacks, and pan, camera pans out, and now she's driving in the opposite direction. Cause why not? Ah, oh, it's fucking cold. Nearly night. Nice. Oh shit! Cops are here. And wait, Erkin company. They stood round, and Wyatt looks very sad. Hongi runs out. She's running for the door. And she's running for the door, and she tries getting in, and she gets in, and she's running. And she runs past Joanne. She says she wants to talk to Jesson. but they hold her back because cops are... Oh, shit, someone's dead. Who's dead? Someone's been... A corpse has been wheeled out. What happened? The police... Apparently, police... Oh, something interesting happened off camera. Brilliant. The police forced the door, and they found Jesson inside. Uh, mouth wide open in shock, staying up at the full moon, I guess. And she's dead. So wheeling her away. That's one character down. One character who don't remember. And France already goes arm round the lion. So she says, says cop, no one's gone in or out, I'll have to take this with me. And walks off. You get back, okay? Sure, take it. That's why it looks confused. And we got our lines here. As Oh, Joanne suspects something. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's walking over Wyatt. Apparently, they've got a strike. Well, they've got scared shit. I have to have Hongi. Oh, shit. Joanne tells Dad Gill and Scooters, brother, piss off from our property. You don't own it. Erky's the manager here, says Dad. Membrane continuity. Joanne says he'll shut down. Oh, he's going to shut down workshop. Oh, man. Dad says, wait till police have gone. I'll come back for my knife out there, boyo. As he pushes past Joanne. And cops greet him warmly because they're his friends. As he's probably asking leave so he can stab Joanne in the face. Joanne looks at White in disgust. As Hongi sort of like points out, you're an arsehole. He says that they can go in and talk now. So you go in and talk. Hongi looks very sad. She always looks sad. The police car drive off is the ambulance drives off and they all wave goodbye because they're nice people. Frank is staring at gadget Jamet line on wall, starting to realize that maybe Jesson was on something. Joanne gets in the way of a man and his graffiti and tries comforting by saying he understands they're upset and shocked about what's happened is he gives a pathetic hug. And he gives a speech with irking background. White irking background. Joanne says them won't go home, of course, but there's only two cars. He's keeping his and Oswald won't give his up. He says he's got to see this through. See what through? He hopes they'll all stay and that they support each other and stick together. Jessen just dies after he tried smashing down the door. Joanne says it's like Phil had support as Erky tries not to corpse in the background. Elaine says she'll stay because she wants some of Joanne's dick. Joanne thanks her and he licks his lips. Lippy asks for how long, for the rest of the week, they get notification about the purchase. Lippy says he'll stay. Oswald is going to stay. He thinks it's sick to stay, it's sick. Leaving now won't bring Jesson back, says Johan. Wait, you never know. You don't think Jesson would want us to leave now? You literally just met her two days ago, you fucker. Hongi said, No, she, she weren't, you, moron. That's what she said to me before she died. She said, We all had to leave. Ooh. She warned me. Ooh. She told me it's about killing people, otherwise, you die. Say, Ooh. Death, murder. Now, you've got a red eye, you've got pink eyes, you could be next, Jones. So like, no, Jesson wasn't meant to leave. She, And they're like, She made contact with Michael. Honny, can you sit down? Says Bonnie. She's really pissed off. Joanne's like, who fucks Mickle? Mickle is a Myling. Oh my god. I thought, only says she thought, <laughs> she rambles about um, Mickle being a Myling, striking contact as a Bonnie's like, can you shut the fuck up? Joanne says, you be cautious, I'll be frank. Frank, sorry, you know it's worse doing it, we doing that. And Jesson Woodson, way. police say no, it's suicide. No, how did you murder us? Her mouth was wide open, there's no cause of death. Joan says, please, can we drop ghost stuff now? Please, can we not? I want there to be ghosts and werewolves. Erky says it's possible the storms on its way. So it might not be on its way, is what you're saying. He can't promise that he can heat the place up for them. Best thing might be for them to drive back to Stockholm and get Stockholm Syndrome. Joanne's like, is this a fucking bad time for you to stick your oaring or, or what? And he's like, the fuck is wrong with you? You're a liar. You've been here for 20 years. You know what's going on, he's this honey, But he doesn't ask questions. Can't you tell him what's happening? What's in the cellar, man? Question mark. You want us to leave, right? Question mark. Isn't that so? Question mark. Looking by buy property safe? That's no question. But Joanne said, like, he's spoken to his It's a fucking clown who priced the beard. Sulla didn't set bid. Did you think you could afford it? You fucking homeless junkie piece of shit. He didn't say that person. He accuses Erky of making all scary shit and scaring everyone with scary shit because he wants them to leave. There's no storm on the way. Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi, at Eric. It's going to get cold and there's big fucking difference, right? Question mark. And then he says it's up front We stay in. Of course we're fucking staying. No, it Elias, this course, with staying. It's up you, Frank. You call shots around here, says Honi. I don't think that's true. Frank looks fucked up, by the way. They f- offer Frank a chance to decide. Does he want to stay and see us through, or does he want to go home? Question mark. We're staying, question mark. Yeah, question mark. And doing this? Frank never actually says we'd stay, but... Bonnie asks Honi... Back off from Erky because he looks like he might murder F one asleep. More porn, more visual porn shots. Of Sweden. And it's night at the lodge. They say that they're going to stay in Carol's normal because Joanne's talking to his Dad again in most one-sided conversations since they claimed that Miles and Maris were married on Fraser. <laughs> niles and maris so you end your podcast would stop at this point edit out but i'm like fuck it we gotta keep going we gotta move forward this episode has like 10 11 minutes left whatever Herky's snooping outside um oswald i don't know they got sit down mate oswald gives frank a glass of water and Bonnie sat nearby. but I love the fact they randomly have these characters that interact, that they've had no interactions prior to this point. But suddenly, they're all meant to be great friends. Bonnie says it's good to sometimes speak your mind, but that's not what you say about Honny. Wait, bear with me a sec. I've got to turn my heating on. It's reddish uh, flat. Oh, fucking Oh, man. What a life. Apparently, Frank says he never cared for anyone where he cared for Jess. And you literally knew her two days, you lying sack of shit. He starts giggling, saying she was so fucking lovely. where's not that where you want your partner or your paramour to say to you you're fucking lovely? He thinks he loved her. You literally knew her two weeks, you sack of shit. This is doing the thing. in thing, acting like people have known each other for years, when they've only been dating like two fucking weeks he walks off, he's muttering to himself as Bonnie looks distraught. They're really not going to give Bonnie a love interest, or maybe her love interest is Oswald. Anyway, these two cats, Bonnie and Oswald, have barely interacted. Oh, shit. She walks over to Osford Oh, she's sat in the middle now. And she, oh, she's sipping his drink. Oh, man, she wants some of the big potato boy. I'm not calling him Big Fat Potato Boy anymore, by the way, because that's cruel. Potato Boy's funny. Fat is cruel. Hongie's pissing about in kitchen. She leans against a warm pounce because she likes to pout. And she's leaning there. She's leaning there. And then she's on move. And she grabs a bottle of wine and she grabs some cheese. Oh, it's on. Oh, she drinks straight from wine bottle. And she's... Honey Hongy question mark, someone's calling for, oh it's Wyatt, oh man he's, oh shit, they trade the look, she's got wine, she has some cheese, they're going to get on, she says high nervously, bites her lip, he looks at her, gently cups her cheek, and he wants some of that engagedness, she lowers his hand, she can't do it, she can't hurt Joang like that, they trade the look, a charged look, Erky says in Storm thumps, was that a question or what? I don't think you really understand what White's here. She says, she asks White if they should leave, question mark. White says that she should go. He cups her cheek again and she doesn't stop him this time. Oh man, she, she kisses him. Oh wow. Oh, they really, they actually have borderline chemistry. Oh shit, Bonnie walks in. Oh, man, she knows something's up. This Grey's Anatomy Season 2 shit now. You've got love triangles. you got love dodecahedrons. Wyatt looks conflicted. I don't know why he looks conflicted. Why does he give a fuck? Honey's sat in bed, and Bonnie walks in, and she's got that pissed mama Bell look on her face, like, you done kissed the wrong boy now, woman. She strides over judgmental as the personification of a judgmental woman. She sits by hongi e, and she's sort of like, What's going on between you and Justine? question mark. Oh, it's it's not Justine, it's Wyatt. Stop being ridiculous. Apparently Bonnie says you can't throw away what you have with Joanne. She knows Joanne drinks a bad time, we'll grow out of it. That's not a good thing. You shouldn't have to grow out of it. You shouldn't be a douchebag. Apparently, he worships Hongi, so that's okay. No, you bloody stupid woman. What computer do you see of Justine? Not a shitty one. His name's not Justine, it's Wyatt. Apparently, feeling for love in the last 18 months, then brain chemistry goes back to what was, you cynical woman, you fucking cynic. Bonnie says that she'll just find someone new after 18 months, but I assume that you've been dating Joanne Longton there. Oh, and Bonnie starts crying. Says, however long you search, you'll never find what you were looking for. Well, that's harsh. Probably true, but it's harsh. Apparently, she'll never get Jacob back. She also think of him. I love lines like that. I also think of him. That's barely English. Apparently, she's got to stop letting tragedy define her life. So She's got to be grateful for life she's got. Her life is shit. I wouldn't be grateful for that. But apparently, Hong says she knows she should. No, look, serious, serious life lesson here. Don't, if you're not enjoying your life, don't be grateful for it. If you want to do something different, fucking do something different. You don't owe your life shit. You don't owe anyone shit. Do what makes you happy. You know? And what makes me happy is working five days a week, young coming home, playing computer games and recording podcasts. I love it. And eventually I'll find something better to do. But at the moment, I'm quite happy of the way things are going. You know, life gets tough, but you go enjoy it when you get a chance, and you don't owe people shit, and you don't owe people happiness or this ridiculous bullshit of owing someone gratitude because they deem you worth your being with. If someone's an arsehole, they're an arsehole. You don't owe them shit. Oh, Bonnie's talking about... Oh, she's talking about some, how she lost the baby. And apparently that gave someone an excuse to last. To leave. I had no idea, because Bonnie didn't tell her. That's fucking pathetic. Apparently, if... Baby being... Doesn't matter if it being... healthy or sick. She'd have loved it more than anything. Yeah, but it's dead, so move on. I mean, seriously, like... I In real life, it's really sad. But in this context of this show... Bongi, you're just being an How making a shit about yourself. Apparently, there's been radiance about Joanne and Hongi for the last two years. Are you fucking high? Apparently, you've never been so bad and so calm as since you met him. What are you talking about? This is like the definition of off-screen. Hongi's sort of like, yeah, but I'm not... Haven't enjoyed life. She wants to live her life to full and actually be happy. Why would you want her to be happy? Anyway, they hug because they're sisters, I guess. It's not really Alex Danvers and Kara on Supergirl, is it, really? That was a really rubbish scene. Hong find, um, Joanne finds Oswald pissed out in chair. And says, time's there, Brace. He brings some booze. Oswald looks fucked up, by the way. Erky walks in, as Oswald, as, oh, apparently, um, Joanne's bought blaze outright. Well, that happened off screen. Apparently he's just heard. That seems kind of out of nowhere. Erky says he'll offer his services as Janter. Joanne's going to prove this bit dick now. Erky says he knows his plate inside out, so what does Joanne say? Joanne's like, um, well, um, no, he is a he is such a dickhead. First, you didn't buy a guy's knife, he offered you his favorite knife and you didn't buy it. And now he's telling Erky to leave and won't hire him's chanter. Would you really want pissed piss Erky off? Oswald's pissed out then Erky gives the keys to Johan, all the keys says you're in charge drops the keys and joanne says yes i am in charge who's the boss i'm the boss and erky's like you aren't you are no less milano bitch and walks off and joanne's like no I, I really am and then erky leaves oswald wakes up apparently joanne says good morning here let's drink a toast i own places joanne's got oswald's got really fucked up eyes he stands up and he starts walking away like, a zomb- like big potato zombies. and sort of like, fuck it. You one want to drink? I'll drink champagne at 8 o'clock in the morning. And outside it's pitch black. It's probably more like 6 in the morning. Erky grabs his shit. He's going to go. Hongi sees him and pouts. And Erky's sort of like, what? Question mark. You're knew enough about family. Why did you lie, asked Hongi? Erky's like, I didn't want to cause you unnecessary alarm. I'm not such a bad guy. He's a man of manners. Holly says, tell me if anyone called Mickle lived here then. And Holly and Joe, uh, fuck, uh, Erky's like, no, it's lived for 20 years. Wasn't it a sanatorium before then, question mark? Maybe there's someone called Mickle there. I don't know, says Erky. I was saying on by Heinrichson when he started renovating, okay? What happened before Heinrichson came? I don't know. I think this might be Mverky guys. Mickle, guys. mark? Yes, says honey, Erky Fence. It's a common name, he says, but he's clearly lying. Maybe he'll come back, because Erky's probably one of my favourite characters in the show. It'd be a shame if he was done, done rotten by that, dung wrong by Roman. Uh, Honi walks into the study again. Look, there's only so much you can find in the study. Anyway, she looks at an old photograph of a... Kevin Klein looking scientist and she sees Uh oh a plan of the a plan architectural plan, layout plan, the Oh If we go to San that'll be great. It's colour plan from nineteen fifty. Resident Evil style backstory comes up. And she looks at the plan from 1995 and it was slightly different. Was it? Oh, no, I can't. Oh, she ducks out. (gasps) Was there a part missing? No. Wait. Yes. What? No. Was there? No, it looks exactly the same. No, wait, is it? No. Oh, it's different. Oh, shit. What? There's a part missing. Between... Nine, in 965, they found part that wasn't... They stopped using part of it, but there's part... Oh, shit, the cellar leads somewhere. Oh, shit. She's going towards the cellar door. Oh, man, I love this. It's like Cliffhanger from last fucking four episodes. I someone going to, going to cellar and explore it properly. Oh, she walks in. And the camera goes Sam Raimi style. It's flipped. It's a Dutch angle, guys. And she's walking inside. She's got... Where would she get a flashlight from? And where she's walking inside, she's going a bit further. Oh, shit. Is she going to go past the top? Honey, don't go past the top. Don't do it. It's a trap. She pushes it aside. There's more space. Oh, shit. She's going to go exploring. And she's walking through the damp, derelict and dank environment and she's oh shit she's shining the torch flashlight on map and she walks over some a small wall and she's walking and she's going further and further and there's some pipes and she goes round corner oh shit she's walking towards the door oh shit she might she's going into the old sanitarium if i know about resident evil games there's some dogs around here and she's walking further and further. Hongi, don't do it!" The torch flickers slightly. The sets that read really cheap. and she walks, and she finds a blood spot on the wall. Holy shit. It's where Jesse was headbutting wall. But how'd you know that? She has psychic premonition, a deadly premonition. That wall has to come down. You've got to tear down the wall. Not like Trump and his allies. They made the wall. You have to tear it down. She uses super strength to tear down the wood. Seriously, how fucking... even that wood's really, really flimsy. In which case, Jesson's head should've gone through it. Or she's got super strength. She shines a torch and she's trying to smash the wall down. Seriously, this is a really cheaply constructed wall. She's tearing this down with ease. She reacts to noise off camera but shrugs it off, I think. She's ripping off all floorboards. She could walk through at this point, you lazy asshole. Just walk through the fucking wall. She sees another door. Oh shit. She gets the torch. She reaches out for the yellow door which the handle oh shit she walks through the yellow door where's she going Holly, no come back please she walks that frame and the door oh that's it that is the end of episode and i'm not watching previously Package because i won't be surprised wow okay so that was an episode and now it's time for the review of the re- So, that episode was certainly eventful. Um, a lot happened. I'm not going to spend a lot of time reviewing it because I really enjoyed it. But I thought the highlights for me were Oswald coming out of closet without coming out of closet. closet. Um, the line, Lippy Choke Fucked Me. That was a pretty great line. Um, the Irky stuff, I'm kind of disappointed because I was hoping for him to conclusively be around more. But at the same time, I like the fact that now he's like a wild card because he doesn't work there anymore. So that's going to create some tension. Ang is just a dick. He really is. He's one of the most unlikable characters I've ever seen in a horror TV show or any TV show, really. I thought seeing with Bonnie and Holly having their break, have Bonnie having breakdown about losing her kids, which is really, really bad. Like. I get revelations and cat story in conflict but that was just really poorly done so it wasn't interesting there. Um, Elian continues to be borderline psychotic which is interesting because she feels like she's going to murder Honey in time now. I thought the Bonnie trying to give trip Honey into seeing Contingency see Johan with bullshit because it's just offensive and really made her unlikable. The idea that you have to be grateful for someone just because they date you that's that's offensive um i liked the ending where she actually w- went into the fucking cellar and went for another door but then it ended like the cliffhangers of they walk through a door and then it cuts um i won't find out what happens next but at the same time it's kind of shit it's kind of lazy and also it seems like they're playing too close to the chest whether it's going to be the um ghosts zombies or supernatural because at the moment it could be any approach and i can't wish you commit to one because we only got like episodes five six seven eight left we're halfway through the series and i don't know where it falls and i know a lot of tv shows do that but i feel like it needs to commit because you don't have that long left but, I mean, although I'm generally fascinated to watch where this winds up, I find while watching it that it moves too quickly recap. But I like that, because a lot of stuff I've recapped, some bit like audition, you're fucking struggling to say anything at points, but this, it moves so quick you can't not say something. You try and catch up so often. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one, and... I'm looking forward to next week. Apparently, a little I see from Briefly packaged, they can't find Osford And so like, he's potato boy. How do you miss potato boy? But yeah, I mean, and Storms can come in, so that'll be cool. So yeah, I think for the 25th episode, I think I picked something pretty good. Um, I think I'm quite happy because I, as of today, we have got to 520 hits which fantastic oh as of today first thing, and i caught this hopefully we'll got more and that's great you know i i feel like i'm making it's making good progress and yeah I'm, I'm reasonably pumped and also i love that this episode has many shout out to oh, in my mind to um a nightmare named street Freddy gruger because that's coming up in just under a month wow three three or so weeks need to record it Anyway, this is Ian Austin signing off for another week of Shadow TV Black Lake by saying, remember, life is beautiful, but you're not getting Deadly Premonition this week unless you want to go to YouTube and search for the Deadly Premonition Life is Beautiful theme. Life is beautiful, Deadly Premonition is amazing, and I'll see you guys on Tuesday for an episode I already recorded. So that episode, which which will air on Tuesday after this one, was recorded before this one. Brilliant. Anyway, I'll see you on Tuesday and I'll see you again next week for another episode of Shug TV Black Lake. (sighs) What a day.